T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. back with more inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 the score and 670 the score.com a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook Welcome back we're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers I'm David Haw with Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. Shifting gears here, going from Cubs to White Sox. Bruce, and please, to go out to our hotline, our El Pomani Ford hotline, El Pomani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. That is where we find the veteran sportscaster from Chicago. Everybody knows his voice. Everybody knows his face. Rich King, former WGN fixture, now doing some work for WhiteSox.com. Good morning, Rich. How are you out in Arizona? I'm fantastic. How are you guys back in the good old city of Chicago? Good. First day of spring, a lot of optimism in the air so far. We appreciate <laughs> you joining us. What what have you seen up close and personal? We're not allowed, obviously, we're keeping our distance. We're, it's a different spring training. We haven't had, you know, the, the access that a lot of people have had. From your vantage point, what has been the most uh, distinct thing about this White Sox team this spring training? Well, the good news is, David, we have a chance to see the team in person. Uh, it's not a uh, monitor broadcast. We are on the scene. So I've been to, uh, I don't know how many games, 10 or 12 games. That we did on the webcast, we did, I think, uh, six or seven so far. So we get to see the games. We don't get to see the people, the, the players, in person. That's all Zoom stuff. But you get a good feel for watching it in person, obviously. And, I, you know, a lot has been said about this team. And I've been around for a long, long time going back to the 1959 White Sox. And uh, my lifetime, this is by far the best roster I have ever witnessed in the Chicago White Sox because they are loaded with bullpen. They got starting pitching. They got hitting. They have have it all together. And I, and you, you try to put a rain on yourself, not to get too carried away. But on paper, this team looks like a real, real contender, possibly to go all the way. So, we will see what happens. Injuries pop up. Jimmy Cordero got hurt. He's out for a while with the CJ surgery. Uh, Yasmani Grandal has been slowed by a knee, but he, he's catching today. So uh, uh, things can happen in the course of a season, and you don't want to get carried away. But right now, guys, this is this is a team that should should go a long, long way. Yeah, Rich, you, you know, you said it the best. Uh, on paper, they are a loaded team, but uh, – being able to play as a team is what Tony La Russa, uh, was brought in for, for the White Sox. And uh, by, by all of your uh, insight and watching them uh, this spring and uh, watching the Zooms and uh, getting the pulse, um, 
is there is there any doubt in your mind that uh, Larusa has been accepted a hundred percent? No doubt in my mind whatsoever. Just a, for observation, of course. You know, Bruce, you've hang, hung around players for a long time. They're, they're, of course, they support the manager on the record. They don't have a chance. We we miss now. And you know this firsthand. You miss the access to the locker to find out if there's any trouble or whatever. That's that's what journalists do. And we don't have that access, so you don't really know what's going on in that locker. So uh, I can't answer your question 100%, but I can tell you from observation, and I know Tony real well. I did the radio back in 1881 when he was a manager, a young guy back then, and he is a no-nonsense kind of guy. He's not a, he's not as serious as people uh, portray him. He jokes around a little bit. He's a, he's a good guy. Uh, but I think, I think a guy like Tony, who is a Hall of Fame manager, has to command respect. He's not going to be buddy-buddy with everybody. Uh, he'll never rip a player in, in public, uh, but he, he'll try to get the most out of people. And I think uh, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt for sure based on his record. And I, what I, from what I gather, what I see on the field, the last night was not a good game. They had a very poor defensive game in Peoria uh, against Seattle. But by and large, they've been hustling. They've been playing well. And uh, well, I like what I see so far. I'll say that. That familiar voice belongs to Rich King, former WGN broadcaster, now working with WhiteSox.com out in Arizona, doing some games. And, Rich, you have known Tony La Russa as long as anybody in town. And and when you remember back to those days in the 80s when he was here and, and from that personality, that, that intensity that he would bring to every game, and certainly that's what he says he'll bring to every game this year. But how has he evolved? I know it's difficult because you don't have the – access you alluded to but you know you've known him for a long time how's he alike and how is he different from the manager you remember well i had a chance to keep in, you know, in touch a little bit when the you know, cardinals came in and oakland came in i now and then when he, i'd go in the office and talk to him over the years my my really first-hand knowledge was back in 1881 when i did the radio broadcast and hung around with him a little bit he's he's a brilliant guy uh he is he was five steps ahead uh now sabermetrics was uh, is a new thing now but he was into that kind of stuff a long time ago didn't call it sabermetrics uh, but he was he's a very in fact there was there was a lot of resentment as you might recall uh from old style baseball people that this young guy who was a lawyer uh and kind of a different approach uh they didn't appreciate him too much they they were more like the like the Fergosis and the zimmers and that kind of manager about billy martin but tony's <laughs> he's proven himself He'll become the second winningest manager in baseball history this year. And you talk about the World Series, the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's no question about it. We, I saw that back then. He was a, he's a very smart guy and, and, you know, and, and a nice guy. He was very nice with me, very nice with the people on, on the team. He, but he also commanded a lot of respect. He's a, a very intense guy. And I think that's why the White Sox got him. They wanted to make that step up and, and go for it. And they got a four- or five-year window here. And they, they felt that Ricky Renteria was not the guy to do it. So uh, Tony comes in, and I, you know, until I see different or until I hear different, I, I, I've got to go what I've witnessed in the past. I think he'll do the job. Good health is uh, certainly the, the key for uh, all sports teams, and in particular baseball through a 162-game season, Rich. Uh, can Madrigal and uh, Eloy stay on the field to be the productive players that we, we know and they expect them to be? That is a great question, and that is the key. Uh, Eloy has to stay away from center field. He cannot, <laughs> he cannot look left. You know, <laughs> he's got to stay out there, and he's got to learn not to hit the wall and injure himself. I mean, it sounds like you're going against the grain of trying to make a catch, but he's a too valuable of a hitter to be out. 
Madrigal had a bad game last night. He bobbled a couple of balls, and one should have caught. Infield was pulled in. The ball got by him. Uh, the, the book is out on him, too, but he's a great, a great hitter and, a, and a, obviously a great speed. So those are the, you know, those are the things you have to watch. And, uh, but, you know, aside from that, you look at this ball, I mean, look at the all-star talent on it and the hitting possibilities. You know, Luis Robert could be a <clears throat> Mickey Mantle type of guy. I mean, I don't put the label on him, but he's, he's got a great feature ahead of him. And uh, he adjusted last year a little bit in a slump, but I think he'll be back this year. And, you know, Eloy's a great hitter. He got third. <clears throat> Moncada's going for a great year coming back after the uh, COVID last year. So that's your question. You've you got to watch these things. But I think overall, you know, paper is easy. But as Julio Cruz once told me, is you can't walk up to home plate, hand the umpire a piece of paper and say we win. So I love the White, Sox have, have to, White Sox have to go out and do it. They have to go out and prove it. And I think that's what Tony's message was from day one here. I, the first news conference, you know, it, it looks great, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything until you go out and do it. Oh, Rich, I love it when you make the 83 Sox references with Julio Cruz. Every <laughs> Sox fan out there smiling right now. So when you're watching the Sox bullpen and you're watching these young pitchers warm up and you walk away and it's you just don't know who to be most impressed by. It could be one day bummer because you're like, oh, my gosh, where's that ball going to go? Nobody knows. Or it could be Kopech or Crochet hitting triple digits, yeah. I, I don't think that there's it's an exaggeration when you hear these guys talk about being the best bullpen in baseball to, to think that could be closer to truth than fiction, Rich. And, and I just think that of all the strengths that this team has, of all the depth of starting pitchers and all of the offensive talent, I think the bullpen could be, in the end, the difference maker between a, a, you know, a good White Sox team and a great White Sox team and because they have so many different options, young sure, options, sure. that uh, really talented. Well, I can't answer that question. I've seen a lot of a lot of work here, a lot of games, and you're right. Th- this bullpen is incredible. Not only can they bring it with the heat, uh, close to 100 miles an hour, they've got great stuff otherwise. They got curveballs, they got sliders, they got changes. Jose Ruiz, who is probably you know on the, on the bottom of, of the rung here, and he'll make the team, but. <laughs> He developed a great changeup the other day. I mean, this, these guys are, are lights out. And you figure if, if they're in the sixth inning or so with the lead, it's hard to imagine them giving it up. Cody Hoyer has been sensational here. I mean, and, uh, you know, Crochet speaks for himself. They've got left-hand, left-hand power pitcher. I, you know, they got Hendricks. This bullpen is the best in baseball. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. I've seen it firsthand here. And plus, you've been... You're coming in after a guy like uh, Keiko, who's you know kind of a, a, a off-speed pitcher. Uh, imagine coming in with these flamethrowers after Keiko. I mean, it's going to be it's going to create a lot of problems for the White Sox uh, opponents. I'm telling you that right now. This bullpen is loaded. Rich King, our guest for a few more minutes from Arizona. And Rich, let's talk broadcasting a little bit. Uh, you got out of full-time work a few years ago. Um, there are a lot of new broadcasters in there these days. Um, being able to sustain uh, a long career like you had, like a, a lot of the iconic people who have been around for 25, 30, 35 years in Chicago broadcasting, uh, how is it done and how tentative is it in this day and age where everything you may say or, uh, uh, or, or even think uh, can eliminate you from a position? Well, it's it's a difficult time to be to be working. No question. I got out of it uh, four years ago full time, and uh, my, I, I, the answer to your question is hard work and luck. 
uh, that's what made my my career. I mean, I was in the right spot at the right time, and also hard hard work. You people are realizing this business. You guys know this firsthand. People look at us and they say, "Well, they're, they're doing a game. They're enjoying themselves." Yeah, we. I, hey, I love it. There's no question about it. But you put a lot of a lot of hours, and you have to do a lot of research. These games, these webcast games, which by the way are growing in popularity. We had sixty thousand viewers worldwide for the Cubs White Sox game on the web, and uh, you know you have to put the work in. And then you have to get a break here and there, and you're going to get burned along the line. I got fired when I was in my mid-40s from Channel 2 and came back and worked for Channel 9. You have to be in the right spot at the right time. So it's very difficult now, though, because obviously you know the cutbacks. Of most people are cutting back. You've got the Internet battling you. So it's a whole different ballgame than I got in it and sustained it. And it's a very difficult profession to be in. But having said that, having said that the rewards are so great. The feeling is so great. I can't tell you. It's a, for me, this is like a, a mulligan in life like doing these games because I'm behind the mic. I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. I love baseball. So it's, it's, a, it's a challenge for a full-time professional because broadcasting is a, is, a, is, a, is a rough go right now. But you know what? If you have, I, tell, I taught it to Paul for two years, young kids, and I told him, if you have a dream, Maggie used to tell me this all the time, if you have a dream, follow it. Don't let anybody tell you not to do it. Don't let anybody scare you off saying it's too tough or it doesn't look like they make a lot of money. Do it. Do what you want to do and follow your dream and see what happens. Great advice, Rich. And before we let you go, you know Sox fans as well uh, as anybody, having grown up, uh, you know, in the shadow of, of Comiskey Park, old Comiskey Park, and and having been around Chicago as long as you have. How how would you predict or the, the Sox fan the way they will view this season? Because it's been a long time since they've been this good. Now that they are this good, the expectations have been raised. Those can be difficult to meet, and those can take time before you see the team that uh, over the course of a 162-game season you're going to see in October. Any advice for Sox fans as they adjust to these new expectations? Well, I know Sox fans for a long time. Maggie and I grew up in Pilsen, which is we used to go to the games when we were kids. Uh, and I know, I think I'm in the business, I, I kept in contact. I know, I know Sox fans. I am a you know, I'm walking history for all the years I've been around. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, I think they're going to be – Sox fans are very demanding. I mean, they're not they're, – they're, things go bad, they're going to jump on you. Uh, but I think, by and large, uh, from my, what I hear, they are so pumped. I mean, I, I talk to friends of mine and family who are Sox fans. They are so pumped about this year. And you see it. You see it. There's 2,000 people, you know, at these games now. And you see, you see it here in Arizona. These, these fans are, are ready for action. And, you know, if, if there's a tough road a little bit, they lose 7 out of 10 here and there, I think they'll put up with it. But, you know, it's, it, they have a they have a four-year window, four- or five-year window, this group of people. And uh, you don't want to waste anything. That's why Tony was brought in. So I think they'll accept it. I think they'll, you know, they'll, they'll ride it out a little bit if things get bad. But, you know, things go sour in anyway, any way. Cub fans, Sox fans, Brewers fans, whatever. It's not going to be a good feeling. But I, I kind of, I, you know, being in spring training, you – you tend to, to, to uh, be optimistic here every year, and so why not? Why not be optimistic and say, look, there's not, it's not going to be any problems. <laughs> they're they're, gonna, they're not going to have injuries. They're going to go all the way. You know, that's the feeling you have to have. So uh, I think that's the, the feeling most White Sox fans have right now. Rich King, thanks very much. Enjoy the day. Appreciate I will. We've got time. a game today, Cleveland Indians. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks lot, Rich. Rich. Bruce, when we come back, let's talk a little more White Sox. Let's look at that uh, rotation. Let's look at those decisions ahead for Tony LaRusso. Let's talk White Sox inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. 
This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Uh, I think the last time he pitched in a game, you could tell he wasn't himself. You know, the uh, philosophy wasn't there, the sharpness and stuff, and that was the reason. We always look at something like this. You know, I'm more concerned about Jimmy. It's his, his career at Tommy John. Uh, I'm glad there's a procedure that can work and he can come back, but then you've got the rehab. I mean, it's much more concerned about the teammate. I mean, it's not something that's a good break for us, but, uh, you know, we're ready to deal with it. You know, stuff you hear all the time, next man up. But our concerns with Jimmy and, and just going to hang in there because he is a, a very valuable uh, pitcher and uh, hope he gets back soon. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. That was the voice of Tony LaRusse. We've got Ethan Katz coming up at 1045. We can talk to him about the pitching uh, bullpen depth. He was referring to Bruce, Jimmy Cordero, the relief pitcher who underwent Tommy John surgery. Cordero was maybe not in the mix or in the plans necessarily for the Sox in a big way this year, but last year they played 60 games. He threw in 30 of them. He was used so re- regularly that, uh, yeah, I mean, Ozzie Guillen, I can remember having him on the Mullion Haw show and kind of uh, found it amusing how often they would go to Jimmy Cordero. He was versatile. He was definitely uh, somebody they went to often, and now it's unfortunate the, uh, he can bounce back from this, but that was uh, the, the big big news yesterday when, when they announced that he had undergone surgery. Well, I don't, you know, David, I don't find anything amusing about it myself. Maybe Ozzy did, but uh, to me, this is a classic case of overuse. And uh, I think that that, that kind of cost um, Ricky Renteria his job. This is another facet of uh, handling pitching. Uh, that uh, the White Sox didn't like very much the idea that uh, go back to uh, go back to July 21st of uh, 2019, David. If you want to really look at it, uh, that's when Cordero first made his first appearance with the White Sox after being obtained from uh, Toronto. Um, he threw uh, his his first game with the White Sox was Game 102. He threw 30 games in 2019. 60 as well so that means two years in a row he threw in half the games okay this is not you know this is not what you uh what you want for a pitcher and it's it's a class you know it seems like if you go from team to team there's a guy that has a rubber arm that the uh you know the manager looks at and goes yeah i can use him one more day in a row i can use him three days in a row and uh this is a this is a sad result of uh of classic over overuse on, on Jimmy Cordero. I'm not pointing the finger at White Sox executives. Uh, I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I don't think they did. Uh, this was a classic um, manager uh, using a guy and uh, it eventually catching up to them. 29 years old, Bruce, you see pitchers come back from Tommy John surgery. Typically, it's when they're younger and in the, the, throughout the course of their career bouncing back. But do you think that uh, Jimmy Cordero, when he's on the wrong side of 30, is going to be able to make a comeback to to help the Sox in any way? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's the usual 13 to 15-month procedure. So hopefully by next May, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy is back pitching for the White Sox uh, full-time. It's, 
you know, it's not the easy to do, but the uh, science of Tommy John is 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 so good that almost you know they have 90 95 percent of people reacting in a positive way to this surgery so um you know my hat's off to him for his service and uh i I hope that he comes back and helps the white Sox because he was a really good pitcher for them that's why that's why we wanted him out there as much as he did because he could hold leads for the white Sox. he could keep the team in the game to uh catch up um he, he was much more valuable than people might have thought of. Uh, and this is a, a bridge guy to get you to the end of your bullpen. So, Bruce, looking at the Sox rotation, and they face some of the same questions the Cubs do in terms of their fourth and fifth starters. But let's start with the Sox. This week we heard from uh, Carlos Rodon and, and Dylan Cease after their outings. thought both guys represented themselves pretty well. I don't look at those two as – as being challenged to the extent that uh, they might have been this spring training, they look like they will be the obvious choices at the back end of that Sox rotation. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's it's going to be Cease and it's going to be Rodon. I think Lopez is the uh, odd man out right now. Um, he is, a, I, st- I still think, a valuable guy uh, that has a, a really dynamic arm if he can uh, get his command down. You know, if you look back to... 2018, this was a guy that uh, threw 188 innings. He had 19 quality starts, arguably one of the best pitchers on the team. While Giolito was uh, was struggling to be any sort of pitcher, uh, Lopez was uh, accomplishing things. So it's not like he doesn't have a, a previous record behind him. He just uh, hasn't been able to command his fastball. And um, that's first and foremost, David, for any pitcher in baseball, you have to be able to command your your number one pitch, and uh, it's just been all over the place for Lopez. Hopefully, uh, the new modified um, windup, uh, you know, with that he's uh, going through out of, you know, just pitching, you know, with very little movement beforehand, will uh, get him some consistency as he goes forward. But uh, to me, uh, looking at uh, the White Sox rotation, it's Cease at four. Rodon five as uh, we go toward 10 days left in spring training. And with the Cubs, I think there was an assumption that obviously we talked about Arietta. We know Zach Davies is going to be there. And then it gets interesting. Maybe Trevor Williams is your number four. But, Bruce, we keep hearing uh, about Shelby Miller. Beth Mowens was the latest uh, person observer to, to mention Shelby Miller and finding this off offseason pitch and coming back. And he was, uh, you know, once – high draft pick who's trying to you know find his way back to that kind of level is Shelby Miller a realistic option for the Cubs at fifth starter I think he is uh you know getting stretched out is the key you know getting him to 75 to 90 pitches and uh viable if he comes out but uh, there there's a there's a there's an opportunity for him there no no question about it I think Williams is is there um Alzale to me has just been uh it's been frustrating to build up his innings over the last few years. He's a guy that's dealt with injury uh, and a lack of innings pitch. Uh, we know he's got really good stuff. He's got a dynamic fastball, an outstanding breaking ball that he uh, uh, kind of honed uh, with, a, with the Cubs pitching lab last year to uh, being a, a, even a more perfect pitch. But staying on a mound, you know, there's, there's just no, there's no way you can ever be penciled in as a starting pitcher 
on a major league roster unless you can prove you can do the innings. And that has just not been there uh, as of this point for Alzale. Miller's intriguing. You know, there was a time for about a three- or four-year period with the Cardinals and the Braves where if you started to identify uh, young pitchers who you expected to become, you know, solid starters and guys who you wanted to have on your rotation, Shelby Miller in the National League was one of those guys. And then he ran into some injury issues and then some surgery, and, and it happens to a lot of guys, but this is not somebody who lacks talent. He's just lacked durability and availability and consistency as a result. But, Bruce, he could be one of these guys is, you know, we – if you, if you gamble, sometimes you win, and maybe they win on this one. That would be that would be a great revelation for the Cubs staff. Yeah, it would. I mean, look, depth is where it's at. And the White Sox appear to have some pitching depth with uh, starting pitching. The Cubs do not. And, uh, and that is, uh, as uh, Jed Hoyer said, the new president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs, said at the be- beginning of spring training, the one thing that will keep him up at night is pitching depth, uh, both bullpen and uh, starting pitching, because you can pencil in all the guys you want, David, you know, the beginning of the year, you know, you're going to have injuries. Okay. Very few teams uh, go through um, the first few months, even a season for sure, without having injuries. And if you don't have that pitching depth, uh, it can be a long year for you and your, your team. So uh, that's the one thing you look at for the Cubs is, you know, are these guys, uh, real pitching options for the long haul, or are they names that are trying to uh, break with the team because of a lack of depth? Quickly, Bruce, before we break, you mentioned Jed Hoyer and things keeping him up at night. How much is the Anthony Rizzo contract uh, extension? Who We have an opening day deadline, artificial, but it's there. Uh, the clock's not ticking real loudly, but how, how much time is Jed Hoyer spending on that, and what are your expectations? Well, Rizzo's been the most optimistic guy about his contract. He said that the conversations have been good. Honestly, there's no reason to, to you know, not have a three-year extension for Anthony Rizzo. You know, even this year, uh, you know, redo it and then add two years on to that. He's going to play 32 in August, okay? He's still the, uh, the face of the Chicago Cubs. He should be a, a good player for them for the next two or three years. With Bryant and uh, with uh, Baez, it's a different dynamic because they're going to be looking for five, seven, nine-year deals. You know what I mean? It's they're younger yep. players. This is this is it for them. They have to hit a home run. Rizzo uh, signed his career away for forty-one million, and then uh, two years of options. Um, you know when he was a real young guy and made himself. A, you know was a good deal then. He probably ended up leaving a couple hundred million dollars on the table throughout the life of it, but no one could predict that this young guy was going to be the, the player that he was for all these years. So it worked out well for the team and it worked out well for Rizzo. That's the voice of Bruce Levine, the scores baseball expert. I'm David Haw here until 11 o'clock inside the clubhouse. When we come back, we plan to talk to White Sox pitching coach Ethan Katz here on the score sports radio 670. I still think a valuable guy, uh, that has a, a really dynamic arm if he can uh, get his command down. You know, if you look back to 2018, this was a guy that uh, threw 188 innings. He had 19 quality starts, arguably one of the best pitchers on the team. While Giolito was uh, was struggling to be any sort of pitcher, 
Lopez was uh, accomplishing things. So it's not like he doesn't have a, a previous record behind him. He just uh, hasn't been able to command his fastball. And um, that's first and foremost, David, for any pitcher in baseball. You have to be able to command your, your number one pitch. And uh, it's just been all over the place for Lopez. Hopefully uh, the new modified um, windup, uh, you know, with that he's uh, going through out of, you know, just pitching, you know, with very little movement beforehand will uh, get him some consistency as he goes forward. But uh, to me, uh, looking at uh, the White Sox rotation, it's Cease at four, Rodon five as uh, we go toward 10 days left in spring training. And with the Cubs, I think there was an assumption that, obviously, we've talked about Arietta. We know Zach Davies is going to be there. And then it gets interesting. Maybe Trevor Williams is your number four. But, Bruce, we keep hearing uh, about Shelby Miller. Beth Mowens was the latest uh, person observer to, to mention Shelby Miller and finding this off, off-season pitch and coming back. And he was, uh, you know, once high draft pick who was trying to you know, find his way back to that kind of level. Is Shelby Miller a realistic option for the Cubs at fifth starter? I think he is. Uh, you know, getting stretched out is the key. You know, getting him to 75 to 90 pitches and uh, viable if he comes out. But uh, there, there's a, there's a, there's an opportunity for him there. No, no question about it. I think Williams is, is there. Um, Alzale to me has just been, uh, it's been frustrating to build up his innings over the last few years. He's a guy that's dealt with injury uh, and a lack of innings pitched. Uh, we know he's got really good stuff. He's got a dynamic fastball, an outstanding breaking ball that he uh, uh, kind of honed uh, with, a, with the Cubs pitching lab last year to uh, being a, a, even a more perfect pitch. But staying on a mound, you know, there's, there's just no, there's no way you can ever be penciled in as a starting pitcher on a major league roster unless you can prove you can do the innings. And that has just not been there uh, as of this point for Alzale. Miller's intriguing. You know, there was a time for about a three- or four-year period with the Cardinals and the Braves where if you started to identify uh, young pitchers who you expected to become, you know, solid starters and guys who you wanted to have on your rotation, Shelby Miller in the National League was one of those guys. And then he ran into some injury issues and, then some surgery, and, and it happens to a lot of guys, but this is not somebody who lacks talent. He's just lacked durability and availability and consistency as a result. But, Bruce, he could be one of these guys. Is, you know, we, the, if, you, if you gamble, sometimes you win, and maybe they win on this one. That would be, that would be a great revelation for the Cubs staff. Yeah, it would. I mean, look, depth is where it's at, and the White Sox appear to have some pitching depth with uh, starting pitching, the Cubs do not. And uh, and that is, uh, as uh, Jed Hoyer said, the new president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs said, at the be- beginning of spring training, the one thing that will keep him up at night is pitching depth, uh, both bullpen and uh, starting pitching. Because you can pencil in all the guys you want, David, you know, the beginning of the year, you know you're going to have injuries, okay? Very few teams uh, go through... Um, the first few months, even a season for sure, without having injuries. And if you don't have that pitching depth, uh, it can be a long year for you and your your team. So uh, that's the one thing you look at for the Cubs is, you know, are these guys uh, real pitching options for the long haul? Or are they names that are trying to 
uh, break with the team because of a lack of depth. Quickly, Bruce, before we break, you mentioned Jed Hoyer and things keeping him up at night. How much is the Anthony Rizzo contract uh, extension? Who We have an opening day deadline, artificial, but it's there. Uh, the clock's not ticking real loudly, but how, how much time is Jed Hoyer spending on that, and what are your expectations? Well, Rizzo's been the most optimistic guy about his contract. He said that the conversations have been good. Honestly, there's no reason to, to, you know, not have a three-year extension for Anthony Rizzo. You know, even this year, uh, you know, redo it and then add two years on to that. He's going to play 32 in August, okay? He's still the uh, the face of the Chicago Cubs. He should be a, a good player for them for the next two or three years. With Bryant and uh, with uh, Baez, it's a different dynamic because – they're going to be looking for five, seven, nine-year deals. You know what I mean? It's they're younger yep. players. This is this is it for them. They have to hit a home run. Rizzo uh, signed his career away for forty-one million, and then uh, two years of options. Um, you know when he was a real young guy and made himself. Uh, you know was a good deal then. He probably ended up leaving a couple hundred million dollars on the table throughout the life of it. But no one could predict that this young guy was going to be the, the player that he was for all these years. So it worked out well for the team and it worked out well for Rizzo. That's the voice of Bruce Levine, a scores baseball expert. I'm David Haw here until 11 o'clock inside the clubhouse. When we come back, we plan to talk to White Sox pitching coach Ethan Katz here on the score sports radio, 670. From the hardcore sports better to the first-timer, BetQL will help you make more informed decisions. That's right. It's not a betting app. It's a tool to give you an edge over the sports books. They crunch the numbers so you don't have to. BetQL. Be smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. It's game on at your local Chevy dealer. Now through March 31st, get $4,500 cash allowance on a 2020 Chevy Trax. Plus, current Chevy owners get an additional $1,250 cash. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and score. This ad for Hellsberg Diamonds has been specifically written for people who would rather think about football than engagement rings. If we're going to sign a new quarterback to a long-term contract, it'd be great if there were some guarantees. And if that quarterback were a diamond from Hellsburg, there would be a price match guarantee, meaning you won't find better quality at a better price anywhere. That guarantee would make it easier to sign that quarterback and at Hellsburg buy that engagement ring, all made possible by one of Hellsburg's great financing options. Visit your local Hellsburg store or at hellsburg.com. Hellsburg Diamonds, a Berkshire Hathaway company. Join Rookies All-American Pub and Grill for all the college basketball tourney action and these game day features. How about $5 Sam Adams Pints and new Wicked Hazy Cans for 5 bucks? Ice Cold Sam Adams Mini Pitchers or Ice Cold Trilly Buckets, only 5 for $20. Hungry? How about delicious 99-cent wings or 89-cent mini tacos? Rookies has five great suburban locations. Elgin, Huntley, St. Charles, Roselle, and Hoffman Estates. Serving up all your game day needs, join Rookies All-American Pub and Grill. Truck drivers, are you looking for a job with daily home time, better pay, and no-touch freight? Great news, Schneider is now hiring local, regional, and cross-town intermodal drivers throughout Chicagoland. Earn up to $85,000 annually and choose from daily or weekly home time to find a job that fits your lifestyle. Join now and earn up to $10,000 in sign-on bonuses. Search for jobs in your area and find your perfect fit at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. 
I'm David Hochberg. It's Saturday. Your debt hasn't magically disappeared, and you still haven't called us for a free consultation. You've heard the ads about how we've helped listeners pay off their debt and lower their monthly payments. So stop procrastinating. Call Team Hochberg now at 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Team Hochberg has helped thousands of listeners, but we can't help if you don't call 855-563-2843 or visit 56david.com. Homeside Financial Legal Housing Lender, unless 112-4061. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of Radio.com and 670 The Score. Hey, it speaks. There's always that one team that ruins your bracket, right? That's why this year I'm going to bet the tournament on FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Because on FanDuel, your first bet is risk-free. Doesn't matter what team you're betting. New users get up to $1,000 in site credit back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel has odds on all the action. Games day and night. The app is so easy to use. Multiple deposits, fast withdrawals, big-time promotions. It can all happen for you. And if that's not enough, FanDuel wants to make you a million. Yes, you. They're giving away $1 million to one lucky better. New and existing users get an additional shot at the payout every day you bet the tourney. If you want a shot at becoming a millionaire or even a thousandaire, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Just use my promo code MATT so they know I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook and the promo code is MATT. 21 plus in present Illinois. No purchase necessary. Restrictions apply for $1 million drawing. Risk-free offer for first online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. What if you made the rules? You'd probably make ice cream mandatory for breakfast. Maybe you'd decide mullets were fashionable again. And if you were in charge of your wireless plan, you'd most likely do something to save yourself a bunch of money. Well, you're in luck. Because when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together, you can save up to $300 a year on your wireless bill. And with Xfinity Mobile, you can choose the perfect data option for each person using it. From unlimited to shared data or a mix of each. All in one plan. Hey, you're making the rules here. Get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together for just $35 a month. You'll get Internet for 12 months with a one-year agreement and mobile with our one-gig wireless data option. Go to Xfinity.com slash save big, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more. Requires paperless billing and auto pay and it's 322-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Wireless savings compares to averages of top providers. Xfinity Internet required. We get that you've spent more time analyzing the Cubs schedule than shoveling your walkway. And we get that in this town, the first sign of spring is the sight of your Chicago Cubs taking the field in Arizona. Which is why we bring you all the preseason analysis, games, pre-games, post-games, interviews, and behind-the-scenes conversation you can get your eyes on. Because we get it. We get all of it. Cubs-Rockies today at 3 on Marquee Sports Network. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. To keep surfaces sanitized all day, use Microband 24 Sanitizing Spray. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Once dry, Microband 24 Sanitizing Spray is effective for 24 hours on bacteria when used as directed. See 4abc.com for details. For a limited time with ABC, buy an AC, get your furnace free. Buy one, get one free with ABC. Visit 4abc.com. That's the number 4abc.com. And consider it done. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. This is going to be a long season. Hopefully I'm pitching 40 innings in the playoffs and stuff like that. And 
and I want to be there at strong at the end. So I know we talked about that last year, and it was kind of weird with the with the, the pandemic and everything, trying to cram everything in. But now more so, we know what we're getting into this year, and it's going to be a full length season. And and um, you know that's that's the goal. So not getting into games early is, is no big deal. I've been doing that for years, so I'm perfectly fine with facing some of these young prospects that we got because it's almost like I'm facing big league guys anyway. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Welcome back. That was the voice of Dallas Keuchel earlier this week talking about the White Sox pitching rotation and his role on it. And, Bruce, it is time now to go to the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, North Avenue, or apford.com, where we find our guest. White Sox pitching coach Ethan Katz, nice enough to give us a few minutes here on a Saturday morning for Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Ethan. Thanks for taking some time out today. Appreciate it. Morning, Ethan. Morning. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Appreciate your time. We know uh, time gets short as we move toward uh, opening day. Uh, we heard from Dallas Keuchel coming in, uh, kind of a unique approach to spring training with a veteran. Talk, talk a little bit about uh, just the way that um, uh, you guys have handled uh, Dallas going into uh, the season in 2021 and uh, how you've looked at his work uh beyond just uh, going into Cactus League games? Yeah, we just, you know, he's, we're easing him in. Um, but, you know, he's going to leave here as a full go, um, just like everybody else. Um, the only thing that he'll be behind um, is an inning and a couple, you know, 15, 20 pitches. Um, but he's he'll be ready to go. He's just like everyone else. He's getting his work on the backfields more so um, on the game mound and in front of the fans. Ethan, how do you feel about your relievers showing as much confidence as they have shown and talking about being the best bullpen in baseball and never wanting to blow a lead after the sixth inning and, and the kinds of things that make White Sox fans very excited? I wonder from your perspective uh, how you view some of, of some of this inner confidence and, and you see it, the way they handle themselves, and they certainly can back it up. But from your perspective, how are you viewing their, their big, bold talk? I, I think it's great. I mean, I think if you look at players in the league who are successful, they're confident. Um, I'd be a little worried if they weren't. Um, so, you know, they're confident. They are They are a very, very, very talented group. So, you know, what they're going to do on a nightly basis, they have high expectations, and I think that's, I think that's great. Um, I think it just sets the bar for each guy that takes the mound, and when they get the ball, I think everyone's going to expect uh, success. The Michael Kopech hybrid role is an interesting one to watch evolve, now getting stretched out to a couple of innings. Uh, as far as uh, his usage, you know, we asked Tony about it, and he said that he expects him to be a multi-inning pitcher. Ethan, is, is that with, uh, with a couple things in mind? One, that, uh, you know, he's used to throwing more innings and he's got it in him and hasn't pitched for a couple of years. And two... By expanding uh, the pitch count and expanding his role for a couple innings, uh, he can eventually get back to being a uh, starting pitcher and maybe get stretched out even toward the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, the, the development for Michael is going to be ongoing in the bullpen. Um, the other day he threw 
all four pitches. He uh, got some changeups in. He had multiple innings. His next outing um, is a one-plus. Um, seeing how he bounces back, um, it could be one inning, but it, it, it's scheduled to be a one-plus his next outing. So he could be able to go multiple innings at the start of the season. I think a lot of it, you know, it's been two years, you know, and what I mentioned to him after his last outing, that was the first time he had to work through a little bit um, in the last couple of years. You know, last year he had that one inning in spring training. It was a one, two, three. So, you know, we just got to see how he's responding, seeing how he feels. Um, but the goal is to get him multiple innings. Uh, there will be times when he goes in there at those one innings. Um, but it, it, a lot of it has to do with how he recovers and kind of go from, from there with how his body feels. Joined by White Sox pitching coach Ethan Katz here on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. Ethan, we saw uh, Carlos Rodon and we saw Dylan Cease this week, and we talk a lot about the fourth and fifth spots in the White Sox rotation, which is loaded as well. What did you see out of them, and, and where are they in their progress this spring? Uh, Dylan, it was a great first outing. Um, he's got another one today. Um, but I'm really – everything um, that's been thrown his way, the challenges, um, the hurdles, um, he, he's been doing wonderful. Um, so it's, it's, it's a great thing to see. You know, there's still some hurdles that need to be had. But for right now, he's, he's, he's met all expectations. Um, and Carlos has gone out there um, bouncing back really well. We put together a program for him individually from um, the strength and conditioning side, the medical side, his uh, routine through from the pitching side to try to uh, maximize every throw he does each day and keep him fresh and healthy. Um, and, and when he is, like the results he, you're seeing, um, we hope to continue to see. Ethan, can you talk a little bit about your uh, getting to know Tony LaRusa and vice versa and uh, – the time uh, spent together this year and what you've uh, what you've uh, been able to uh, get out of the relationship as well as uh, the knowledge base from a guy that's been around for as long as Tony has. Yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. I mean, the, the knowledge and the stories is, is ongoing. Um, it's pretty incredible just to be in that room um, to hear some of the stuff. But the stuff that Tony details, the details. Uh, making sure everything is precise is, is the same way I, I view pitching. So it, it aligns hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, you know, it's, a, it's great being in the, in the dugout with him each day, talking through things, whether it's pitchers, um, in the heat of the moment. But, you know, it, there's a lot to be learned, and, and there's a lot of um, dialogue that we have that we think very similar. So it, it's been great. Ethan, I think closers ha- can be like goalies in hockey. They ha- can often have unique personalities, big personalities, and but handling them might be different than you handle everybody else. Uh, w- how would you describe, you know, being the pitching coach for Liam Hendricks, whose personality we've already seen, you know, Chicago kind of embrace him early just based on what we have heard from him, just on stuff we have seen off the field. How, how, does, how much did you know him going in, and how would you describe that um, – it's more of a privilege than a challenge, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a chance to watch him in the dugout last year when I was with the Giants. Um, he's a fierce competitor. I was, I was really, really impressed by, you know, how he goes out there and, and, and the intensity behind it. Uh, it was, you know, the, the, the talk in the, in the dugout from our hitters then were pretty impressive, you know, for what they were seeing. So, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, his personality is different. 
but it's great. It's really rubbed off on a lot of our pitchers, like we talked about earlier with the relievers um, and his approach and his mindset in our pitcher-catcher meetings. Um, he pops his head in and, and expresses his uh, belief on, on certain things, and it's been, it's been great to kind of hear the guys hear his confidence and where his head is at on a daily basis. Ethan, speaking of confidence, uh, you know, you look at Ronaldo Lopez and, you know, we've watched him here in Chicago for a number of years now go from a, a very confident pitcher and a guy that uh, accomplished some things early, you know, having, you know, 19 quality starts early on in his career one year and 188 uh, pretty quality innings put in and then struggling. Uh, what 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 are the areas um, outside of fastball command that we can look at for Lopez and try to try to look at uh, him getting back to being the pitcher that the White Sox feel he is and the one that he wants to be? Well, I think you know it's it's a different Ronaldo Lopez. Um, you know he's he's brought back the curveball which he had, so he's more of a you know a four pitch mix. Um, where in years past the video I've seen and looking at the stuff, it could be one to two pitches with a touch of a third. Uh, we're trying to make it a four-pitch mix for him that is a more steady balance. Um, so it can kind of relieve the fastball from having to be, you know, so perfect all the time and be able to keep hitters off balance, moving in and out, and look, be unpredictable at all times. Um, so it, that's kind of where... He's, he's a different pitcher, um, so that's where he's kind of at right now, and he's been working hard, and, you know, the side sessions and being able to land his pitches and do all that, it's been going really well. He's been working his butt off um, in the weight room and everywhere else, so it's, it's, been, it's been nice to see. Ethan, you look at Lucas Giolito, somebody you know very well, and he is the ace of a staff that has World Series aspirations that are legitimate. And how alike and how different is he – from the guy you coached at Harvard Westlake High School all those years ago, and how much fun has it been being reunited with him? Well, it's been great. I mean, I obviously have seen him grow from a, a kid who was a hard thrower who didn't know, understand how his body was falling down in bullpens to now being able to command the baseball and, you know, having three weapons. Like, he's, he's developed a ton. Um, but I've been able to see it, you know, every step of the way now for, God, 15 years, whatever, 12 years it has been. So um, he's the same person, um, personality-wise. Um, but physically, he has changed. He's he's gotten stronger, more in tune to his body. But it, it's been great to watch his development over the over the past decade. Ethan, we uh, we certainly appreciate your time and. Uh, Keep up the great work. Uh, thanks for taking uh, the, this time out for David and I on Inside the Clubhouse. Look forward to seeing you when you get back to Chicago. Thanks, Ethan. Good stuff. Thank you. Ethan Katz, the White Sox pitching coach, Bruce, and he has a big job in front of him. But, boy, what an opportunity. What a great move career-wise for Ethan Katz to come into a staff as loaded as the Sox bullpen is and as talented and, and veteran, really, as the White Sox rotation is with G. Lidu at the top, somebody he knows well, Lance Lynn and Dallas Keuchel, proven veterans, and, and his own credentials. So this is going to be a, a fun thing to watch with Ethan Katz evolving and, and maturing as a coach himself because he's only, what, 37 years old? He probably gets tired of hearing that. Yeah, but that's I mean, young. look, uh, 
He's a rookie. He's going to be under the microscope too, David. You know, um, you know, replacing a legend like Don Cooper, you just don't do it right away. But uh, there's so much belief in his uh, teaching and acceptance of him right off the top from uh, all the pitchers that it, it seems pretty seamless right now. Bruce, we would like to thank all our guests, Beth Mowens in the 9 o'clock hour, Rich King uh, earlier this hour, and Ethan Katz. Thank you to Julio Rosseo, the producer who kept us on the air. We are building a bridge to, uh, our, I think, is it Brody and Rosenblum next? Is, is that is next on the score? And also, reminders, baseball on the score this afternoon. We have the Cubs and the Rockies, 255, Zach Zaidman, Ron Coomer, Bruce, it's going to be a fun day building a bridge. I know you can't wait to the, for that basketball tomorrow. Loyola and uh, oh, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. I'll be watching baseball games. Uh, people <laughs> can follow me on MLB Bruce Levine on Twitter. Also on our website, 670thescore.com, writing Cubs and Sox every day. Have a great week, David. Thank you, Bruce. And I'll be back Monday morning, 5 o'clock. Mullen Haw, tune on in. We'll have plenty to discuss. We'll have basketball. We'll have Bears. We'll have baseball. Don't forget about that. Thanks for listening. Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Lawrence Holmes, live from Chicago, middays, noon to 2. This was Russell Wilson offering them an invitation to try and make a deal with Seattle. And you got in front of John Snyder. You were face-to-face with the guy who could help make the deal for you, and you couldn't close. You don't get coffee because coffee's for closers, and you didn't close. You should get the third prize. You should get your fired. That's what you should get if you're Ryan Pace. It's got to be Lawrence Holmes, live from Chicago, noon to 2, on Sports Radio 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.